Eagles Entertainment. Hi, Eagles everywhere, and welcome on this Christmas Day to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. It's our tailgate edition on this Friday as we look to Sunday's game against the Dallas Cowboys. It's a big one for the Eagles, even though a 4-9-1 record is nothing to be happy about. The Eagles still know that if they win these two games against Dallas and Washington, and if Washington loses on Sunday to Carolina, and if the Giants lose to either Baltimore or Dallas, then the Eagles will win the NFC East. But of course, the Eagles have to win both of these games, so the only focus here is on beating the Cowboys on Sunday. And in a moment, we're going to get right to it because um, that's the theme of this whole show here. The Dallas Cowboys rivalry. And you know it. You know you don't like the Cowboys. Nobody likes the Cowboys. I mean, after all, Dallas sucks. But did you ever know actually how the rivalry started and some of the big moments in the rivalry? We'll hear from Pro Football Hall of Famer and Philadelphia media icon Ray Dinger about that in just a bit. Jim Cramer weighs in as well after calling for Jalen Hurts last week and praising him. What did he see? A terrific performance from number two. Speaking of Hurts, he discusses his third consecutive start against the Cowboys here. But we're going to begin with Brandon Graham, who in his 11th season with the Eagles makes the Pro Bowl. And there's just moments that you want to be really happy for people. And Brandon Graham is one of those people. Great in the locker room, great with the organization, awesome with the fans, has never had double-digit sacks, and until this week, had never been elected to a Pro Bowl. Let's edit that to this, make it this. Had never been voted to a Pro Bowl. He is now. And while there won't be a Pro Bowl game, Brandon Graham is as happy as can be knowing that on his NFL resume, in addition to being a Super Bowl champion, it now says Pro Bowler. Here's Graham talking about what it meant when he found out that he was part of the team. What I thought about, you know, I, I call, you know, the people that was been on this journey with me. Uh, I wish I could have, you know, seen everybody at that point. But, you know, I thought about the journey, so I called my wife. Uh, got real hype in the car. I was just outside the Novacare, just had found out as soon as I left. Uh, and, I mean, I was just, I mean, it was just so joy. It was a joyful time for us. And, um, you know, this one goes out to all the people that really helped me uh, just just through through this whole career. Because I'm telling you, every year, once I got close and became an alternate, people really wanted to see that happen for me. And all I did was just persevere and, and continue to keep on leaning on Everybody, you know, during them times, the good and bad, and, you know, just to have this moment right now, I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful. All right, let's get back to this game against Dallas. For Jalen Hurts, it is all about figuring out how to beat a Cowboys defense that has struggled so much against the run. Not that bad against the pass, but the Cowboys dead last in the NFL, 32nd in the league in run defense. And in the last three games, more than 180 yards per game allowed on the ground. So what is the focus for Hertz as the Eagles get closer to playing Dallas? I think we're, we're facing a really good Cowboys team. Um, you know, they play well. They've been playing well. Um, I have a lot of respect for the players that they have. So um, I think as a, as a whole, we got to just come out and execute. Um, 
come out of execute, kind of find out how we want to attack them this week and um, just execute it, you know, execute the game plan coaches put together. This is, of course, a must-win game. Eagles don't win. Eagles don't go to the playoffs, don't have a chance to go to the playoffs. So what kind of pressure is that for a rookie quarterback? Here's number two. I have, and I think we have, is it's it's always about us and what we do. Um, controlling what we can and um, attacking everything that we do. You know, we, we're obvious, obviously in the situation we're in, but, you know, regardless of whatever goes down, it's about us not looking at the scoreboard, not worrying about anything else, anything external, but going out there and playing our best game because we have an opportunity to do that. Um, and, you know, we, we play the cards we're dealt. The chips will fall as they may. And, uh, we just want to play our best game this, this week because it's the next, you know, it's the next opportunity <laughs> to, get, to go out there and play. And it was interesting when Hertz met the media on Wednesday, and we've heard this before. The question to him was, have you heard the comparison to Dak Prescott, the Cowboys quarterback? There are a lot of people who have made that comparison. Similar skill sets, leadership. Well, here's what Hurts had to say. I, I heard it some. I have a lot of respect for Dak um, coming in and doing the things that he's done. Um, I'm, I'm praying for a, a healthy recovery for him. Um, you know, but I, I have a lot of respect for him and his game. Um, I, I always said it. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, uh, Russell, those guys as well. So you know, those are all a, a great group of quarterbacks that um, I love to watch play. And now it's time for a history lesson. With that, I bring in Ray Dinger to talk Eagles-Cowboys, the rivalry. Ray, let's talk about the Eagles and the Cowboys rivalry. I mean, look, I've been around long enough to know it. You've been around long enough to know it. Um, I, I keep looking back and I see the 1960 and the early games against the Cowboys, and they were all blowouts. And I just can't imagine that it was much of a rivalry. What, what was it like in those very early days in the 1960s? Yeah, it's a, just as you described it. Um, the Cowboys came in in 1960 as an expansion team. Um, and they were every bit as bad as expansion teams usually are. I mean, they were, you know, they were, they were really awful. They weren't really even competitive, uh, for, for a period of time. Um, you know, five years or so, five years, six years, they finally, you know, year six, they started to get it together, but those early years, 60, 61, 62, 63, they weren't very good. And there wasn't anything that there wasn't anything you would have called a rivalry there. I mean, that was a game that when, you know, when, when the Cowboys came to town, it was kind of ho-hum, you know, this will be easy. It, the interesting thing is the very first time they ever played in 1960 um, was a Friday night game. How weird is that? A Friday night game down in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, and um, the Eagles just barely, that was the year the Eagles won the championship, and they just barely squeaked by the Cowboys. They beat them by two points, and the only reason they beat them by two points is they blocked two PATs. I mean, it was a, it was a, really, it was a really weird kind of game. Uh, but it was very early in the season, and the Eagles hadn't gotten it together yet. And uh, I remember, you know, as a young fan, listening to the game on the radio because it wasn't on TV, and thinking, oh, my God, this Eagles team, they're, they're not going to be any good at all because they lost the opener badly to Cleveland. And then they go down to Dallas to play an expansion team and just barely get out of there alive. There was a feeling that, you know, this Eagles team, they'll be lucky to get to 500, and then they wound <laughs> up winning the world championship. Uh, that, well, that's what we're hoping this year. I mean, we're getting together here in, in late December, and I feel like people need to be reminded that this is Dallas Cowboys week, and there's something to play for as well. Um, so maybe there'll be a crazy turnaround, and one of these teams will win the division, hopefully the Eagles, and then go on to win the Super Bowl, fingers crossed. 
Or, yeah. like, when, did it, when did it kind of start kicking in? Like, I, I know I've read different accounts of, you know, uh, fights on the field and, and nasty talk. And But when do you think it actually became a real rivalry? Uh, I think it real. I think it really uh, was the Leroy Jordan hit on Timmy Brown. I think that was it, which would have been '67 when the Eagles played down in down in Dallas, played the Cotton Bowl. Um, I, I kind of, I think it kind of like the, the the seeds of it were planted the previous year when uh, the when the Cowboys played a game uh, at Franklin Field and you know completely dominated the Eagles. I mean, completely dominated. If you look at the statistics, it's I mean it was just a, a one sided game. Uh, but the Eagles wound up winning. The Eagles wound up winning it. I mean, it was a total fluke. But the Eagles wound up winning it. They scored all three touchdowns on special teams. Uh, Timmy Brown ran two kickoffs back for touchdowns. The first time that had ever happened in an NFL game. And then a, a corner, a guy named Aaron Martin, who was a cornerback who had been benched, uh, who had been who had been taken out of the defense because he was getting beat so bad, but still was returning punts. Returned a punt for a touchdown in that game. Uh, so the Eagles got three touchdowns all on special teams. Uh, and won the game by one point when uh, their free safety Joe Scarpatti literally ripped the ball out of Dan Reeves' arms as as he was like inside the five yard line with just a minute to go and the Cowboys were getting in position to kick the winning field goal. Scarpatti stole the ball from Dan Reeves uh, and the Eagles wound up winning the game. And I know the Cowboys you know were really angry about that. They felt they had let that game get away. And the next year when the teams played back in the Cotton Bowl, uh, Leroy Jordan threw a really vicious cheap shot on Timmy Brown, not broke his jaw, gave him a concussion, knocked out a bunch of teeth, uh, and was clearly retribution for the game the year before. And that was when, you know, that was when it became a real legitimate feud. I mean, the Eagles thought it was a cheap shot, and it was. Uh, and um, then after that, it kind of went back and forth with a lot of finger pointing, a lot of name calling, a lot of late hits. And uh, and that's kind of it's that I really think that that's kind of where the, they turned the corner and it became personal. And it's just kind of grown from there. So, so I get that part, that on the field part, and for the teams it became a rivalry. But Ray, at that time, did the fans regard it as something special? Uh, I, well, I certainly didn't think I, I certainly didn't feel that coming from the Dallas side. Um, you know, the Cowboys, the Cowboys at that point had become a good team. Uh, they had they had come of age, and you know they were on their way to playing in those championship games against the Lombardi Packers, and you know they were they were a rising power. Uh, and the Eagles were just struggling to to be even respectable. I mean, those were those were the, the those were the Kuharic years, which were a pretty bleak time in Eagles history. So um, the fans, uh, the fans in Dallas, you know, the, the Eagles weren't good enough for them to get too excited about. I mean, the Eagles were just, um, I mean, they were kind of a doormat team at that time. Hate to say it, but it's true. So there wasn't much of a rivalry from that side. I. Th- I think the Philadelphia fans started taking on a dislike for the Cowboys because the Cowboys, at that point, they had a stranglehold on the series. I mean, the Cowboys dominated the Eagles. And a lot of, and a lot of those games, because they were so much better, uh, they ran up big scores uh, and, and totally ran them up. I mean, it was no accident. Like in the fourth quarter, they'd, you know, they'd be up you know, 40 to 10. And you know Don Merrith would still be throwing touchdown passes. So I mean it was there was it wasn't just that they were beating the Eagles, but they were they were kind of rubbing their rubbing their nose in it. And uh, um, the Eagles fans didn't like that. And that you know that that kind of resentment began to build, and it only grew through the 70s as the you know as the Cowboys got as the Cowboys got even more swagger to their stride, and you know they became America's team, quote unquote. And um, and at one point the the series was so one-sided. 
that the Cowboys won 21 out of 23 games between the two teams over a period of about 12 years. Or they, they won 21 out of 23, and a lot of them really lopsided. So, yeah, it really built up in Philadelphia into a real resentful kind of rivalry. But down in Dallas, it was just kind of a shrug of the shoulders. And, you know, the Eagles aren't really – they really aren't good enough for us to get all that excited about. But the Philadelphia fans felt differently. See, it's interesting. So I was just a little kid in Westchester, Pennsylvania, loving the Eagles and recognizing that back in the 70s, before Dick Vermeil came around, the Eagles pretty much lost to everybody. So I felt resentful toward every team. And I, and I thought it was really, I thought it was really the kind of the advent of the America's team. That's what really sparked the fan dislike for the Cowboys. But I get it. You know, the Cowboys were flashy and running the score up and we kind of hated everybody. Yeah, and you know, I think another part of it was that there became um there 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 became a a a group of of Philadelphia fans in fairly fairly significant numbers in the 70s that kind of became cowboy fans uh because the Eagles were so down and out and it, and you'd really got the feeling that they didn't seem like they were close to ever getting it together. Um and so fans a lot of fans were kind of like looking around for a team to root another team to root for. Uh, and a lot of them adopted the Cowboys because they were flashy. You know, people liked their uniforms. I, I think there was a, a very strong appeal for Roger Staubach. I think a lot of people liked him, uh, especially in this area, because the Army-Navy thing is, is really big here. Uh, and I think Staubach being a Navy guy, Heisman Trophy winner, served his country, went to Vietnam. I mean, there's a lot of admirable qualities in Roger Staubach. And, and so a lot of fans were kind of – who were – disaffected with the Eagles and were just kind of done with the Eagles. We're looking around for a team to root for on Sunday. And they kind of gravitated towards the Cowboys and Roger Staubach. But I think that created a little more animosity within the Philadelphia community because the real hardcore Eagles fans, I mean, the fans that would never abandon their team, uh, looked at these people who in a lot of cases were their neighbors or their coworkers and were now Cowboy fans. And that sort of stoked the rivalry you know, in, within offices, within neighborhoods and everything else. And I think that kind of carried over to the games on Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, it was a really multi-layered kind of thing. But uh, it really, it really, I think, kind of hit its peak. It really started to peak during the uh, later part of the 70s when Dick Vermeil kind of came in here and built the Eagles into a good team. And you had now the Eagles and the Cowboys were fighting it out for the top of the Eastern Division. Ray, do you think the peak of the rivalry, so in the late 70s, 79, 80, I'm 14 and 15 years old, loving the Eagles, Dick Vermeil, Super Bowl team, 1980. Was that the peak or was it? So I started covering the Eagles in the, in the Buddy Ryan days. And that division, boy, it was Buddy Ryan and it was Joe Gibbs and it was Bill Parcells and it was Jimmy Johnson. What do you feel like the peak of the of the dislike for the Cowboys was? The 80, 79, 80 or, or when it was when Buddy was, was, was kneeling, uh, Randall, do the fake kneel downs and the snowballs <laughs> and all that? Mm-hmm. I, I, Dave, I, I, I do think it was the, I do think it was the Vermeil years, uh, because by the time Buddy came along, uh, the Cowboys were in decline. Uh, you know, the Landry thing had, the Landry thing had kind of begun to wind down. Um, you know, the, the, you know, some of the, some of the great players were starting to, were get older, uh, and the Cowboys had. You know, they were still the Cowboys, but they didn't have the same mystique. They didn't have the same punch. And, you know, and, and when Buddy came in and Buddy began to build the Eagles, by the time you got to 88, 89, 
um, it really almost wasn't a fair fight. I mean, the Eagles were just a much better team than the Cowboys. So, yeah, and the fans and the fans really enjoyed that because now when they played the Cowboys, they had the upper hand, you know, and they were the ones that were kicking butt. And so, yeah, the Eagles fans loved those games. But in terms of, as I would define a true rivalry, where you have two really good teams uh, playing head to head. For you know, really competing at a high level against each other, I, I think that really kind of peaked with uh, with the Vermeil teams and the Landry teams of the late '70s when the Cowboys were still really good uh, and uh, were still being thought of as America's team, uh, and the Eagles were the the young upstart contender that was coming along to try and knock them off their throne. Interesting, yeah, and you're right. There, I, I don't recall a lot of seasons where both teams were really good. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that, and the series and that if you look back over the series, it kind of swung that way. Um, there have been periods where you know the Eagles would the Eagles dominated and they would run off like seven out of eight where they would dominate, and then you know the Eagles would kind of you know that their their fortunes would kind of fade and the Cowboys would come on and then the Cowboys would win you know eight out of nine, and then it would turn, swing around the other way where the Eagles would get good but the Cowboys would go down and then the Eagles would win a bunch. Uh, I mean it's been it's been a funny series that way. But there haven't been a whole lot of times when both teams were really, really good, uh, and both teams could qualify. You, you would consider them as legitimate, you know, legitimate contenders. I mean, teams that had a legitimate shot at going to the Super Bowl, and they kind of had to get past each other to get there. Uh, that's why the Vermeil years, '78, '79, and especially '80, that was. I really think that was when it was, uh, in the truest sense, a real rivalry because you know you had all the you know you had all the passion and all the genuine dislike and bad blood, which had always been there. But now you had two teams that were really good, uh, and every time they played, they were playing for high stakes. And I, I yeah. think I, I look at those years that, as the years that uh, that the thing was the the fiercest and probably the most fun. Did you ever have anybody in all the years that you covered it? Anybody uh, from the from the Cowboys, I don't know, coach or an administrator or former players or whatever, say, "Hey, Ray, what exactly is the problem with Eagles fans? Why do they hate Cowboys so much?" Like, I never got the sense that Cowboys people they always regarded Washington as their primary foe, and maybe they never quite understood why exactly Eagles fans loathed the Cowboys so much. Did you ever get that? Question? I got it. Yeah, all the time. I, I got that question all the time. Uh, from the people within the Cowboys organization, you know, the people you dealt with, the people in like the PR department, uh, the other writers in Dallas, um, the media people down there. Um, yeah, they, they were genuinely baffled by it. You know, like, what, what is your problem? You know, uh, you know, because you're right. I mean, at that time, in that period we're talking about now, which was the 70s, um, yeah, I mean the, the the big rivalry, and it might have been it might have been the fiercest rivalry in the entire league was was Cowboys Redskins, uh, and it was Landry against George Allen, uh, and you know George Allen had come in and and taken over the Redskins and 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 re, really rebuilt that team. I mean they were they were a joke of a team through the fifties and the sixties, uh, but George Allen came in and within two years he had rebuilt he had totally rebuilt them, uh, and in seventy two, you know they win the NFC actually beat the beat the Cowboys in the cha- NFC championship game at, at RFK to go to the Super Bowl and for the rest of that decade uh I mean it was it was bitter between those two teams Cowboys Redskins games were man they were they were nasty uh and Washington fans hated the Cowboys and the Cowboys fans hated the Redskins um uh, and the Eagles on the other side of it were you know the, the Eagles fans had this real loathing for the Cowboys 
uh, that dated back, you know, a decade. Uh, and, you know, the, Cowboy, the Cowboys fans was kind of like, you know, why, why are these Philadelphia fans, what are they getting all worked up about? They never beat us. You know what's what's this all? You know what's you know what's this all? What you know what's it was sort of a what's your problem kind of thing, which I, which I think only made the Philadelphia fans and the Eagles fans more angry, because it was it was sort of like you know it was sort of the opposite of unrequited love. This was unrequited hate. You know, I mean, you know, we come on, we really we come on, we really 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 hate you. Why can't you really, really, really hate us? You know, there, there was, there, there was, a, there was almost, a, there was almost a kind of a frustration. What you don't think we're worth that? Well, no, frankly, we don't. Uh, and that, so that, you know, that that that's kind of went back and forth. And I think that just that just irritated the Philadelphia fans that much more. And and you mentioned the America's Team thing, uh, which was just that was just on top of it all. When you know when they when the Cowboys came out and embraced this America's Team label, yeah, I think that. The, the people in Philadelphia had this feeling that, you know, excuse us, but, you know, Declaration of Independence, Independence Hall, Liberty Bell, you know, America, like, started here. You know, how are you America's team? So, um, yeah, I mean, every time every time you kind of thought that this rivalry had kind of maxed out, it can't, it can't get any hotter, something else would come along to take it up about three or four more levels. Is your sense now, with this game approaching, that the dislike of the Dallas Cowboys is still – at the top of Eagles fans' minds. Oh, I think it's. I think it's still. I think it's still really fierce. Yeah. Um, the. Um, I mean, you still always hear young players when they come to Philadelphia and and you bring them in to do their interview. One of the first things they all say is, "Wow, I'm in town here and I just met some people." And the first thing they said to me was, "You got to go beat the Cowboys," you know. And these kids, you know, it's the first time they ever heard it because they're coming from other parts of the country. They don't know the history. They don't know anything. And they always look a little bewildered about, "Wait a minute, what's what's this Cowboys thing?" But you get introduced to it right away. Uh, and you know, is it is it as red hot as it was in the Landry Vermeil years? Is it as red hot as it was leading up to that NFC Championship game? No, because you know the, the the two teams. I mean, you know, look at where the two teams are. I mean, they're not fighting for first place; they're trying to avoid being in last place. So, so it's not quite the same. Um, but I'll tell you this: that the Eagles fans, yeah, they want to win this. They want to win this game. I mean, they want to beat the Cowboys. If, if it's going to be a season that nobody's going to look back on very fondly but the one thing you can say is if the eagles win on sunday the one thing the eagles fans can say is yeah well we beat the cowboys twice and that i mean it's not going to make everything better but it is going to make people feel a little bit better if they beat the cowboys twice and especially if they if they lock them in the basement of the nfc east if they if they can do at least that much that's a little bit that that's a little bit of salvation let's stop kidding each other is the jalen hurts era but what we have to do as Philadelphians is tamp it down. We can't just expect, as I did when I watched my Bobby Hoying film before I did this call, we cannot just make someone into a god. We have to let them earn that status, and we can't give it to them. It makes their lives too difficult. But I saw something last week that I haven't seen for years. Players are open. There are just Players who are open everywhere, and Greg Ward's open, and, and Ertz was open, Alshon's open. So what it says to me is they're playing with a level of enthusiasm which says we have nothing to lose because when everybody feels the way that I see people playing against the Cardinals, we're going to win a lot of games next year, and that's what matters. That will do it for this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. It's our tailgate edition on this Friday, this Christmas Day. For those who celebrate, Merry Christmas to everyone. 
And let's enjoy a great weekend here and cap it off with a big win as the Eagles get ready for the Dallas Cowboys. Two teams struggling, but two teams who know that they still have a chance. And that makes this weekend extra special. Thanks so much for joining me here on the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks to Peter Kelly, Ray Doyle, and Trevor Hayes for their work. Thanks to all of you for, again, taking part in the podcast. I appreciate it very, very much. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. I'll be back with the Instant Reaction Podcast on Sunday night following the Eagles-Cowboys game. So until then, everyone, have yourselves a great Eagles day. And as always, fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! Hey, check out the Philadelphia Eagles virtual youth football clinics and virtual cheer and dance workshops this holiday season. Both events are two-day programs that take place on December 29th and December 30th. The Eagles Youth Football Clinic is perfect for kids ages 6 to 12 who will learn from Eagles legends and talk with Eagles players and improve their football skills through live football drills with Youth Academy coaches. The Eagles Cheer and Dance Workshop is for kids ages 5 to 14 and covers confidence building, dance, and cheerleading instruction. All levels are welcome from beginner to advanced. Visit philadelphiaeagles.com slash clinics to get your tickets today.